This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? Coming up for episode 132, it's worse casting than Fox. A whole lot of new Trek and Boba Fett. Boba Fett! Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. This is I Remembered It Better, a podcast experiment in geek nostalgia. Come on, bark like a dog for me. Ooh, I done a bad thing. We're on a mission from God. This is my boomstick. Kiss my coppers. Look what's extraordinarily bad. I got a bad feeling about this. Now, here are your hosts. Oh, no. Not again. Welcome to I Remembered It Better, the show that takes a look back and asks, was it as good as we thought it was? Coming from Dayton, Ohio, where cleaning out the van leads to horrible discoveries. I'm Cliff Haddix, also known as Revit Geek, and I'm joined in tonight's analytical look back. Bye from Atlanta, Georgia, with this math problem, Ryan Allgood. All right, it's a little late in the season for some SAT prep, but uh, okay. hopefully, uh, you know, if you've just recently graduated high school or college, you, this, you still this got isn't it. Gonna be- this is going to be one of those core math is derp to derp things, is it? Well, or, you know. wait, what are you talking about? Every one of my friends is becoming on Facebook is an expert on how core math is dumb, derp derp, and it's just getting a are little. You talking about like Common Core math? Common Core math, yeah. Sorry, Common Core yeah. math. Yeah. See, this is this is why I don't I don't do the Facebook really anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's gotten it's gotten stupid, like. It went in one direction or the other. There's like either too much left or too much right. And honestly, there's not enough. Uh, I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this. There's not enough stupid cat videos anymore. <laughs> Where did all the cat what videos happened? go, guys? Where did all the great cat videos go? Yeah. But uh, no, I yeah. I mean, it's. I understand like a lot of people graduated either high school, college, um, you know, rehab program, whatever. And hopefully, uh, some you're still holding on to some math skills. So so here's a quick okay. test. Okay. Little, little math mm-hmm. problem. You ready? Gotcha. What does kind of a word problem? But what does one busted ranch dressing plus uh-huh. one sealed car raised to the power of the hot Georgia sun uh-huh. times the four hours remaining in the workday after lunch equal? I think that you and I are about to have a very similar intro. I think we are. I like that. I think <laughs> like we that. are. So, uh, do, do uh, you know I the answer? Don't know. You, I I'm guessing it's nasty. Yeah. Well, close. Very close. Very close. You forgot yeah. to carry the taint, and it okay. put the decimal in the wrong place. The correct answer is two sweaty naked hobos Indian wrestling, <laughs> Indian leg wrestling in my car all afternoon. That's that's what you get. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And one of them so, peed. And what, <laughs> so you made the discovery. I'm presuming as you opened up your door. Here's yeah. Here's the thing. Like I, I you know, it's, it was th- it's Thursday. I'm in a hurry. Like Thursday's one of my gym nights, so I just like wrapped everything up, thrown everything in the car. Like I change at work to give myself a few extra minutes. Um, jump in the car, and I'm like heading out. You know, towards the interstate as as fast as my tiny little legs can carry me, and it's it's like as I'm pulling away, I'm like, God, what smells like bad decisions and shame in here? Um, <laughs> like it smells like spring break in Mississippi in this car. Um, 
And lo and behold, like as I'm looking around, there's like a busted thing of ranch in the floor of my passenger oh, side. And gosh. like since I've gotten this car, uh, which has been a couple years now, like I've been super protective of it. Like I've washed this car more than I've washed all of my previous cars combined. Um, Maybe more than your children. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I'll hit my kids with the hose. Like, I'll actually dry yeah. this thing off. Um, yeah. You know, uh, l- listen, guys, we can afford shampoo for the girls or soap for the car. It's just the way it goes. Um, just have so- Sophia can go out and shake in the backyard yeah, to dry yeah. off. It'll be fine. But yeah. um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, fu- I'm going down the interstate and, like, I'm caught in this brief moment of, like, I think I'm going to wipe it up while I'm shooting down the interstate at, like, 90 miles an hour. And I'm like, what is this, like, a PSA, you know, uh, for, for, for driving and paying attention and all this stuff? So, I was, no, I'm, I'll just deal with it later. But it just meant, of course, now I'm hyper aware of it. And yeah. it's it's just getting closer and worse. Um, and I'm, and I'm, it's, like, it's like when someone talks about spiders, now I feel like it's on me. But uh, mm-hmm. oh god, and like it wasn't it. it you know how ranch dressing reaches that reaches that point where it's not really white anymore. Oh, oh. you know uh, it, it gets kind of the speckles begin to grow. Yeah, kind of, it gets yeah. kind of like an off an off white approaching yellow color to it and stuff. And like I had to scoop it because I've got these rubber mats. I had to oh, scoop man. it out of the grooves of the mats. Oh. And oh man, and I I know I don't know how much more of this I can take, man. Whew. You're uh, getting hungry. Aren't oh. You? Just wait, just wait, buddy. You got my story to come next. <laughs> See, here's the thing: like I've I've been in Cliff's van. I'm afraid of what was that. There might it might have been a dead hooker. Like it might. No. <laughs> and I'm not saying he killed her or put her. Cliff wouldn't kill a hooker and put her in her van. His van. She no. probably started yeah. out alive and then she just died. In there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, are you are you that, selling the car? That's the point, or? Ryan. Where, uh, yeah, you should just go directly to the dealership and see what kind of trade-in offer they'll give you after a whiff of that. Well, here's the th- man. My insurance couldn't stop laughing at me when I was like, "Does my policy cover ranch dressing?" Because, <laughs> dude, there's some <laughs> Febreze can't do, man. And I'm pretty sure oh, this. Uh-huh. Now I sprayed it down real because, like, I keep Febreze in the garage right next to where my door opens. Because when I get out, especially after the gym, like I spray my driver's seat down. Um, I just I just twisted the top off on this one, and I just flooded the floor with it. I'm like, all right, Febreze, work your magic. So we'll see. Mm. We'll see. You're going to have to burn a candle in there or something. Oh, for the smell? I thought you meant like a vigil. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're all going to gather in my front yard. Viking like, funeral. Set it Lord, on fire, push Lord, the river. this fallen bottle of uh, ranch dressing into your hands, we commend its spirit. Will you know my name? <laughs> I think you go after the uh, ranch dressing. Yeah, well, I, I mean, class action suits started there. Find like ten other people who've had that same thing happen. Ten, yeah, I think they're I mean, tens this, of this thousands of dollars. We can sue just about anybody for anything, and eighty, ninety percent of the time, we're going to win. Because yeah, just call up my man stupid. Jackie Childs; he'll take the case. Mm. There you go. Tell him Bruce sent me. Yeah. Bruce sent you all the way to Hidden Valley. It's all taken care of. Dude, I'm going to own Hidden Valley when this is all said and done. And I'm going to tell people where it is. Mm. It's not a secret anymore. And all those bizarre little, uh, on the commercials, what was it? They always seemed to have a state fair and everything. everybody was dipping a everything state in fair, ranch it dressing. It hot and they were eating so much ranch dressing. Every, I know. There's not everything that many toilets in, in Hidden Valley, dude. Like They're eating no. just vegetables and ranch dressing like you're going <laughs> to like a beast. <laughs> All right, you don't like, have that's that from Revelation. 
You don't have that problem with the powdered ranch. That's what I stick with. No, I mean, I mean, you yeah. snort that stuff up like you're wired for about thirty minutes, and then like your, I mean, your intestines are fine. Like you can't smell anything ever again. But you know, it's like the world's worst flavor of Kool Aid, that powdered stuff. Oh my god! Oh, oh. man, I feel dare coming on. I, I do too. <laughs> the, the ranch, the ranch dressing Kool Aid challenge. Here's what I want to do: is replace somebody's like baby powder. You know, someone who like at the gym, you know, they powder up and stuff. Like, I want to replace somebody's baby powder with ranch, with the powdered ranch dressing. Because <laughs> you get real sweaty in your gloves. Can you imagine coming out of that and you're just oh, like, oh, 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 oh. You do that. You do that mad psych up clap when all the powder goes everywhere. You're like, oh, oh God. Yeah. Then, then you ah. find out who's really been practicing. Yeah, there you go. Because someone's about to get an ass beating. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's um, so that was fun. That was a good time. Okay. But uh, moving on to other scary stuff found in cars. All right, all right, Bruce, you hold. Hang on for round two. So I'm hanging on. Um, you know, I'm cleaning out the van because it. The van has let us know it no longer wants to be part of the relationship. Um, the transmission has started to slip. So we are going car shopping this weekend. We're trading it in. Gave you the whatever. it's not you, it's me speech. It's basically, the, yeah, the, the van is giving us that. So we are we are going to uh, trade it in and look for a new van this weekend. Hopefully. We'll just see how the weekend goes out, see if we can find a deal that we're happy with. But um, I'm starting to get stuff cleaned out, you know, because, you know, the thing has 280,000 miles on it. The transmission is slipping. The real determining factor will be how clean it is, you know. So I'm trying to get it all cleaned out. Um but this past weekend, we went on a trip uh, to see my brother-in-law. He paid to have – he and his wife paid to have family portraits done for us all. This professional photographer took it to this really cool location, really great pictures. They look amazing. But, you know, when you're on the road and you're giving your kids snacks and you're giving your kids drinks. Oh, God. And um, so as I got in the car today, much like Ryan, I smelled something awry. <laughs> And I'm like, what's what's going on? So tonight, as I, I take I take my kids inside, we just got done having dinner at church, um, and then I go out to get my backpack and get the last of my stuff. And again, I take one last sniff around the car, going, oh! And I look down and I see a milk bottle, you know, a little single serving milk bottle with the top on it, and the top looks slightly askew. And I said, I wonder if that's what the smell is. And as I reach down to grip it with my hands oh, to pick no. it up, no, 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 the pressure had built uh-huh. from the heat and the conge- and the coagulation into cheese, nice. and the top <laughs> explodes nice. off of this bottle and it spews cottage cheese oh, vileness all over love the it. All right, floor. From here, we're going immediately into watching like. <laughs> Cyst removal videos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, this this is like the barf cast this week. There's I don't think okay. there's much on earth I hate worse than uh, old milk like that. Yes, and I'm oh. just like oh. So I, I I drag the I drag the mat out. I throw the bottle away. I hose it off. The the mat's hanging over the. <laughs> I'm just like yep. Time to trade That's it in. Such, <laughs> such a smell. Oh, so like, there's an understanding oh, yeah. in my house. Like I'll do dishes right up until I find somebody's uh, old milk sippy cup. Like still lidded with the like half inch of milk in the bottom of it, and as soon as I pull that thing off and realize that that's been sitting there more than a couple days or something, like that's it. I'm I won't do any more dishes. I'm out because my only rule is you just pour pour the milk out. Just pour the milk out. 
You keep it simple. It's a simple it's, rule. I mean, I'll, I'll take care of everything else. Just put, don't even, you don't even have to rinse the damn thing, okay? Just pour it out. All right, everyone in my house is tall enough to reach the sink and do that job. But as soon as I come across that cup in the in the sink, I'm it, I'm out, and uh, and I just and I walk, I strike, that's what I do. <laughs> so while we still have a few listeners, <laughs> oh man, let's shift out of the gross objects found in God, our. How car. many people are throwing up in their cars right now? How many like are throwing all, up into their microphone? My uh, goodness, all guys. five downloads. Oh my goodness. From Huntington, West Virginia, where the upcoming local Comic-Con is becoming a way bigger pain than it should, Bruce Leslie. I take it all back. I got no problems this week after hearing <laughs> that. Yeah, you're all good. I was no, going to say, my I hope problems this is about something so you found in your car, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> no problems at all here. I, I, I feel <laughs> terrible you're even great. complaining you're, about you're, it. But... You're fan-damn-tastic is what you're telling Yeah, me. man. I'll take my problems any day over those uh, spoiled <laughs> beverages and uh, uh, dressing containers there in cars. But we do have Tricon coming up, uh, you know, not this weekend, but next weekend. And uh, with a lot of the comic creators coming to town, we're trying to, to get some stuff worked out uh to talk to a few of them for the podcast and the whole idea is to just talk to them while they're in town you know i can take my uh rig over to the con and just kind of sit down and talk to folks while we're there but all of a sudden people want to get on the show before the convention to kind of promote it and uh, uh okay uh, nobody seems to want to schedule it when i would like to but at the same time they're all insistent they need it ahead of time so i'm about to uh just <laughs> change so, my name again so they don't know who I am. But who I are you up. getting? Like who are you who are they offering you? Well, uh there's a guy named Bob France, lives in Cincinnati, and he's a pretty cool comic writer, uh does okay. independent stuff mainly. Like he has something from Action Lab and then uh uh Loophole Comics is uh, an independent press that he's working on. And he's got this cool Elvis Presley comic, so I'm gonna accommodate him. But then uh some of the other folks uh we're just gonna try to get to at the convention. I'll be honest, I'd rather not name too many names publicly. Of course, right now. of course. <laughs> but we are getting some great creators. Ed Brisson's uh, a writer that a lot of people know and and love a lot. Uh we're we've also got a guy that does a a cool comic called Citizen Jack, kind of poking fun at uh the absurdity of our election this year. And uh he's gonna be in town. And then also the million dollar man Ted DiBiase is gonna be here. Oh my goodness. He <laughs> yeah. He's a mixed bag. I've heard his interviews. He's he's an interesting guy and he's got a good faith, but don't don't get political with him. Oh lord, you'll <laughs> you'll regret it. You will very you know that, much regret it. That rule seems to hold true for uh, anybody everywhere right now, yeah. uh, particularly this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Well, that is a look at what we have been up to. Let's get into the show. Geeks, fanboys, and fangirls, call us what you want. We all have the things we love and obsess over. We often hold a special place for the things of our childhood. Webster's Dictionary defines nostalgia as a wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for a return to or of some past period or irrecoverable condition. So how many of the things that we have geeked out in the past and may still to this day are really as awesome as we remember? And how many of them have we overhyped in our memory to the point that a second look will have us saying, why? Why did we like this? So, what geeky goodness have you been into this week, Ryan? Well, the uh, the fallout continues um, in, a, in a super fun way. Um, I'm I'm on my what am I on? I'm on like my fourth build uh, for that mm-hmm. now. Um, so that's that's good times. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying that game. 
played through it, uh, like I said, three times. This is my fourth time through. I think after this, uh, I'll play through all the like the different faction endings, and um, and we'll uh, probably move on to something else. So what uh, what like what archetypes did you create for your various characters you've done? Because I I have um, not played Fallout Four yet, so I don't know that much about it. Right. Well, I I did my my first play. Usually, my first playthrough of any game is based on a um, like a stylized or a romanticized version of me. Um, and and Fallout makes that even easier. So I mean, you know, I, I built a character that looks uh, just like me, and I play through the main the main quest. Um, kind of what what I consider to be like the canon version, like. The way they, you know, the the like if they were to write the story of Fallout Four, you know, the 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 version they'd probably write. Because I, I mean, obviously you've got choices with different uh, factions you can align with, um, and it's it's one of those situations where you could. It's not like uh, Skyrim where you can join all the different factions and they operate fairly independently of each other. In Fallout, you can start with you know all you know all th- four factions, you know, or you can kind of. You kind of play against all, you know, or, or play all four factions against each other. But at some point, you're going to have to make a choice, and that choice is pretty much going to align you with one specific faction, and then damn the other three. So, uh, so that that's been that's been pretty fun. Um, then, uh, you know, so I so I I made kind of the the, the you know the main. The, my main playthrough character, he's kind of he's based around a gunslinger, using a lot of those perks, and you know he sides up with the Minutemen, and like I said, kind of, kind of plays through the main quest, uh, you know, the way I would think they expect you to play through it. But then you know I've made my Brotherhood of Steel paladin character, you know, tricked out crazy pet power armor, heavy weapons, uh, Brotherhood of Steel through and through. Um, Let's see. Uh, you know, my institute char- character uh, was um, was kind of an agent. It's kind of a um, uh, a Sydney Bristow meets Catwoman build, <laughs> um, and so and that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, and and some of the the dialogue choices available to you in the game uh, are are really re- you know kind of make for even, even with the same game this you know, the the same storyline stuff your your dialogue changes because you've got a I mean it's a voiced uh, uh, protagonist um, where you know you instead of just like clicking a, a response that you've already read through and then someone reacts to like your your character is voiced so all the dialogue you choose is you know you, you get to hear and everything it's and it's cool I mean it's very cinematic in, in that way so so that's been cool so there's like there's all kind there's like the sarcastic answer or like a, a highly aggressive answer uh sometimes you can be you know oh no no reward is necessary guy or you could be like really this is it this is all the reward are you sure there isn't more maybe i'll just take surely you got a few more caps in there somewhere yeah so it's it's been fun so i had i she was she was my like my um my kind of rogue character uh and again, I mean, just some amazing perks where if you understand and kind of read through them, like you can do some serious damage in that game. Just a really cool stuff. Um, made my James Bond character, who basically roamed the wasteland with a silenced pistol and a tuxedo. Um, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, you know, I'm finishing up my Brotherhood of Steel guy right now. Uh, from here, I've got 
five unopened Xbox One games, and now I've because Fall it was when I started when I got the Xbox One, it was Fallout Four. Like there there's there's really no question. Now it's going to start getting getting to be difficult. Um, I've got you know Star Wars Battlefronts waiting for me, Witcher Three, uh, Dragon Age In- Inquisition, um, the the Rainbow Six Siege game, like a lot of really cool, really fun games to play. And uh, I'm gonna have to make a choice. Mm. Uh, so, uh, but uh, maybe you should I'm take it to Twitter. Gonna... Take it to Twitter. Which one do you play next? No, I don't trust the internet. The internet's too big. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Too big for its britches already. Yeah, yeah. Getting all full of itself, you know. Letting, you know, like I said, left, right, but no cat videos. There you bastard. go. That's true. What could the internet know? Um, no, I mean, I, it's really going to come down to what kind of mood I'm in and, uh, you know, how I want to how I want to ration things. Like, uh, I've got two Assassin's Creed games that I'm not even going to touch until we start getting to, like, maybe November. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, I've, I've got a the Assassin's uh, Assassin's Creed trade that I picked up on Free Comic Book Day. I'm not going to read that. Like I'm saving all my Assassin's Creed stuff for the end of the year when the movies when the movies coming out and just doing like a, a you know because you know how I do my nerdery. Oh stuff. yeah. I, I yeah. tend to do it in in uh, in like themes and stuff. So um, my, my Saturday RPG group is moving to kind of a, a fantasy game right now. Mm, so okay. maybe uh, you know I'll probably be looking at maybe Dragon Age or. Um, or Witcher three, and one of the, one of those two. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see. I mean, b- both of them look like a lot of fun. Everything I've heard and, and heard about them and read about them. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I mentioned Sydney Bristow. I'm still we're we're in season two of Alias. Um, just you know, enjoying that show. Good times and. I got to wondering, like, was was there something to like all the high the highlighted letters? Because every time they went to a location, they tell you where they were. One of the letters was kind of highlighted, um, in the style of the the show title. Yeah, the, the S is highlighted. So I I checked it out online, and sure enough, like true to form, J.J. Abrams had like some sort of like background online thing going where you could at the time keep track of all these letters, and it led you down this kind of like uh, alternate reality uh. game path. Um, you know, where you could find these these websites for like the bank that was her cover job, and uh, you know all this other stuff. So, um, you know, new th- he did. Seasons are there of Aliens? Uh, gosh, I think there was like four or five, and these were man, these were like real deal se- seasons. Like we're watching season one, and uh, finished the episode, and I was like, "What season are we on?" My wife was like, "Oh, we're still on season one." I was like, "What?" I was like, "I feel like we've watched like." a bajillion hours of this show and season one had like 22 episodes in it and this was back when like you know a season was half the year man um you know yeah i've never uh i've never watched alias i may have to jump in oh it's a it's a good show like i really enjoy it. i mean some of the effects you know for it's like early i think it was early 2000 or something uh late 90s early 2000 yeah early 2000 um some some of the like the effects for television are kind of like Wah wah, you know, ish. <laughs> but uh, it's it's still a lot of fun, um, you know. The, the the writing's a joy. I mean, it there there are times where it gets to the point where I'm like, you know, for a super like super well trained super spy or whatever, double agent girl, she doesn't compartmentalize her feelings very well. Mm. Um, I mean, her whole life is about deception and and this stuff. But like, there are some times that like she just like. You know, I don't feel like a super spy would start crying at this part of her mission. Um, 
Oh man. So that's that's well, always you don't like that's bothered me. But my summer's already crazy busy, so I think the perfect thing to do would be to try to binge watch 110 episodes of something. There you go. Yeah. No, I mean that's yeah. nothing frees you up like that. Mm. <laughs> um, I've been working on uh, my my laptop. I've had this laptop for jeez, oh, man. Like, shoot, Cliff, how how, how long ago did you move out of Georgia? Oh gosh, uh, we moved out of Georgia right as Madeline was born, so over like six and a half years ago. Okay, this laptop's been holding up longer than that. Wow, this laptop's older than Madeline. Okay, um, and it's I mean it's it's hanging in there. You know, it's it's a lot like your car. Like it's just it's starting to give me little signs that it's like it's it's time to start picking out a nursing home for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I talked to a friend of mine. She buys computers on the cheap and then she upgrades them with much cooler hardware and then resells them at a at a higher rate. Um, you know, so uh, she's she's helping me kind of pick out like a base machine and then we're gonna she's gonna help me build a, a desktop. That uh, I'm gonna put down in my game room, hook up to my my uh, video game TV, mm. and with my wireless keyboard and mouse, like that's gonna become my new giant computer station. Cool. Um, yeah. No. I in fact one day I, I worked from home and I used I, I hooked my work laptop up to it just to see what it was like, and it was awesome because uh, it's like a 42 inch TV, so I had like four different windows all just open at the same time, and uh, just it, it made me want to bring that that screen to work put on my desk but um so she's helped me build that uh you know kind of basing it around uh the stuff i want to do with it and and uh i'm i'm pretty excited so it's you know i'm gonna be, i'm gonna get a decent machine at a, at a pretty low cost because you know we're building it so yeah. that's good that's gonna be fun uh and then last i don't know if you saw my 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 tweet uh i don't know yesterday or the day before my new cosplay idea idea for okay. dragon con okay uh, somebody pointed out to me that since I started shaving my head, I resemble Pitbull, the uh, the Cuban rapper. Okay. So uh, I tweeted and I copied in Dragon Con and Pitbull, and interestingly enough, neither of them have responded. But uh, I'm I'm gonna co- I think I, I want to cosplay Pitbull one day at Dragon Con. Um, and what I need, I mean, I've got most of it. I've got the shaved head. Yeah. I got I got to wrap out of the side of my mouth a little bit. Yeah. If you watch that guy's videos, like the, there's the, some definite side wrap going on there. Yeah. There's there's some side wrappage going on there. Uh I was thinking about like hiring a a, a couple of like just beautiful women to walk around with me. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh I need to get a bottle of my own vodka. Okay. Uh, but I mean all the all these things are easily obtainable. It's it's just a, it's another another uh entry in my what can I cosplay with a suit idea. So um <laughs> It works. It does. It does. And then, of course, an ill-advised uh, idea, like one of my employees had at work today, was she decided to tell me, like, you don't look anything like Pitbull. He's hot, and you're not. I'm just <laughs> never wow. a good news. You report directly to – your workload just went up significantly. Mm. Um, no, I mean, it's – I know the score, man. Like, that's, that's cool. But uh, I don't know. It was – it was kind of a fun ongoing joke at work for a while there, but uh, that's about it for me. That was like thirty minutes of geeky goodness. I think. Uh, uh, that went uh, for a while, but that's okay. It's all good. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. okay, Bruce. So, uh, Bruce, why don't you talk while I zone out for a little bit? Okay. No, um, it was a, it was kind of a big week in the world of comic books, so I've been kind of busy. You know, Preacher uh, on AMC. Preacher premiered after the finale for uh, Fear the Walking Dead. 
I don't know if either of you guys got to check that out. I did not. I didn't get to see it, but I knew about it, and I'm super excited. Yeah. And uh, I think the first episode's free online at amc.com and at iTunes. It was free and stuff. So if you didn't catch it when it uh, showed, it's it's free online, and they're showing an encore on Sunday. But uh, I got prepared for that by reading about 40 uh, issues of Preacher this past weekend, kind of gearing up for the premiere of the show. And I don't know if that was a good thing to do or not, because that's a whole lot of issues of Preacher to read all at once, because it has a very... Uh, uh, a very definite style to it that doesn't necessarily work well in polite society. So uh, I may have overdosed on that before I watched the uh, the premiere episode, but it was a lot of fun, man. I really liked it. I hope other folks check it out. Okay. And uh, uh, also, there was some big news uh, from the world of Captain America this week. So I've been getting a whole lot of uh, questions via Twitter and email and stuff like that about sort of a big revelation that was made in this new Captain America series at the end of uh, issue one. Yeah, uh, so- I'm looking to have you explain this to me. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how much you guys know or don't know or how much uh, people are concerned about a comic book spoiler, but it's like Yahoo has a story on it. But uh, at the end, it has uh, uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, saying hell Hydra and suggesting that uh, his mother was part of Hydra back in the 20s. And from the time he was a small child, he's been a Hydra agent all along. So uh, the person who wrote that, Nick Spencer, has uh, been getting some death threats, which I think is a little extreme for a comic book. Wow. Uh, And also, you know, that's what comic books do. They set you up with something shocking. And then, you know, at the end of issue three or four, you're going to find out that it was all a ruse, you know, that uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. had planned all along or something. But it's, it's definitely getting up a storm. And there's also been kind of an online movement for Captain America to get a boyfriend. I'm not sure sure uh what the the Mm. impetus behind that's been but uh that's been another thing that i've gotten a few uh online notifications about and then dc uh launched rebirth you know they're uh, about four four and a half years ago they uh, launched their new 52 and that's Mm -hmm. kind of run its course so they're sort of hitting the reboot button again and they launched rebirth and uh the first issue of that was this big 80 page comic where they're kind of uh, trying to correct, I guess, the problems that they've perceived over the past five years. And at the end, uh, sort of a big reveal kind of suggests that the Watchmen uh, member, Dr. Manhattan, was behind it all. So they're kind of pulling the Watchmen into the DC universe here, which I think is pretty cool, but not everybody has enjoyed that first comic. But it's been a big week with a whole lot going on. And then on top of that, uh, you know, my wife has been watching all of Vampire Diaries on Netflix. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's been binge-watching that, and you know, that's not the worst part. I, I kind of made fun of her for it at first, and I would sit and watch a little bit and kind of roll my eyes and go off, uh, do something else. And then today, I found myself sitting on the couch starting to ask like questions, not ironically, because oh, I was interested. I've like, been now, pulled that? into shows like that. Uh, I've been that guy again, so like explain that. to me, oh, now what is an original? Oh, so that, oh, so, so their mom was a Viking witch, and she made him, va- oh, this is a good lore. So I found myself pulled in just a little too deeply to the Vampire Diaries today. So. Well, it was nice having you, Bruce. Take care. <laughs> yeah. I went and ate some garlic. I'm hoping that helps me out from that a little bit. But other than that, just uh, been hammering away. They had a couple of really cool tavern brawls on uh, Hearthstone the past couple of weeks. So Okay. Uh, yeah. The one that's going on right now didn't interest me as much, but they had one where you got to pick two cards. And you just got those cards over and over again. Did you uh, play that I, one at all? I have Cliff? kind of slipped out. My wife's been playing a lot of Hearthstone, so she oh. may have played that one. I've, I've kind of been. Uh, he, I'll get to the games I've been playing when I get to my goodness. <laughs> but, but, but I racked up like hard. ninety wins on that uh, oh, one tavern wow. brawl, which is a lot for me. I don't usually play the tavern brawl that much, but the the whole thing where you got to pick two cards, and I kind of 
would play around with different classes and get the two cards that I thought worked best. And then I would just go on like uh, tears, you know, winning 20, 30 matches till people kind of uh, started figuring it out and countering it. And then I go to something else, which was usually ripping off whoever just beat me, you know, doing the mm. two cards they what had. Were you, but, what were your two that really. Oh, my favorite was probably when. Uh, uh, I would play with a mage, and then I would have the ice block so that you get immunity whenever you're uh, receiving uh -huh. lethal damage that turn. And then I would uh, couple that with the, the Forgotten Torch that does three damage. So you just keep your immunity there, and you're just sort of hammering away at the other person. And then, you know, the, the Forgotten Torch starts to give you the Hidden Torches that do six damage, and you can always throw a fireball here or there. So that one was That's a lot of fun. That's pretty good. That's and pretty then, good. There was another one where I would combine the ice block with, uh, uh, I think it's the molten giant that costs one less uh, for every point of damage you take. So you just throw the ice block until you get beat up until those eight, eight giants are zero. And then you throw down like five of them at once. And then the other person usually concedes at that point. Mm. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Then I played around, you know, with some other, uh, you can get the uh, uh, two coins. You know, there's the card, I think it's Innervate, that you can play with the uh, Druid and get the two coins and build yourself up to 10 pretty quick and throw some big uh, legendaries down if okay, you got them. Okay, that'll work. Yeah, I played around with it. And then they had the uh, the the co-op Tavern Brawl where it's you and another player against the, the uh, Mechazoid. Mecha yeah, yeah, and I love that one because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm. <laughs> it's nice on any online game to actually get along with somebody for a little while. So it's always kind of nice when you have the good co-op games and everybody seemed to, to have a pretty good handle on it. You know, I didn't seem to play with any folks that uh, uh, were just not taking it seriously. So I had a good time with that one too. Good. Well, that's cool. Uh, for me, well, uh, been playing heroes. That's been my main go-to. I, uh, I dropped the 15,000 gold to pick up Chromie, who is the new newest hero, and I'm kind of wishing I hadn't done it. I'm wishing I'd waited for her price to drop. She's fun, but she's not very viable at the moment. She uh, doesn't have good lane clear. She's great at, you know, at attacking other heroes, but she's also very squishy. So she is fun. I'm still enjoying her. I'm not super regretting, but I'm kind of wishing I'd waited till she was 10,000. Oh, on the other video game front, so there was, I had a day where, uh, Heroes was, was, um, in maintenance mode. And I had a little time at lunch break. I was like, I, I want to play something. I'm, what am I in the mood for? And I went back and checked stuff that I had on Steam that I had, uh, had grabbed that I just hadn't gotten around to playing. And I had Homeworld. And I booted that up. And Homeworld is a classic, uh, real time strategy game. That was the first one to have a Z-axis. It's real-time oh, cool. strategy in space. And it's got a really cool storyline and really cool music. And I have been making my way through that again. And and it's 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 crazy. It's the same game that you know, back in the 90s I played, but they've made it look so pretty. It looks so good. Now, a few of the game mechanics didn't quite get translated 100% right. Like, there's certain things I used to be able to do in the old game I can't do now that I'm a little upset about. But uh, for the most part, it's been a lot of fun and scratching a very old gamer itch for me. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I started uh, watching Star Trek Next Generation again, going back and watching it. Uh, it's kind of been my thing to watch uh, as I'm rocking my kid to sleep at night. I watch it on my phone or if I'm... <coughs> Having trouble sleeping, and my wife started going to bed. I've been watching it, and I've already plowed through the first season. 
So in like two weeks. So I, I may have a bit of a problem. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been very cool to kind of watch these old series and and watch the episodes like, oh, I don't think I remember watching this episode. Or, oh, I remember this episode and it's just as bad as I remembered it being. Um, you know, a, a, a lot of... Uh, of holodeck episodes that you're like, oh, it's a holodeck episode. Uh, or <laughs> the holodeck. it's a holodeck oh, episode. Oh, I forgot about the holodeck. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, or, or oh, we're going to explore da- Data's humanity again, but we're going to do it badly in this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, or here's a little side notion going on that we can't figure out why it's here, and it, it vaguely pays off in the end. Um, so I just started season two, which is, uh, Crusher's gone, Pulaski's in, um, and Guinan is there. So Whoopi Goldberg just arrived on the Enterprise. So oh, I was going to ask you if you'd made it to the Whoopi years yet. Yeah, well, I just started the Whoopi years. So, and, and we have a bearded Riker. And again, like, oh, there's the Riker maneuver. Like, I kept noticing it, like, uh, <laughs> little things like that. I just kept noticing, you know, that we've made fun of in the past. I'm like, oh, look, there it is. There's the Riker I, maneuver. I still want to take that gif someone had made of, oh, it wasn't the Riker maneuver. It was, um, uh, it was them acting as though the ship was taking damage, right? Oh, and, and they stabilized it? <laughs> yeah, and he's gripping the front center of his seat and just like like he's riding the bull or yeah. whatever. And but I want to set that gift to uh to the song Pony. And <laughs> I think it would be so great. Another thing so- that I laugh at is there's a video, it's on YouTube where you can find it, and it's basically Worf gets shut down. And it's just like every time that Worf came up with a suggestion that people said no to, I recommend we go to Yellow Alert. Let's not be hasty, Mr. Worf. I recommend we go to bow stations. No, let's not be rash. And it's just, it's just like, it's like six minutes of everything he suggests someone says no to. And he gets shut down again and again and again. And every time one of those moments happens, I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not be hasty, Mr. Worf. And, a- and he always gets that look like he's about to rip Picard's throat yeah, out. Too. Yeah. TNG is one of those shows, too. I'll uh, be flipping through the channels, and I'll see it on BBC America. For some reason, they show a lot of reruns, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll think, oh, this is cool. I'm going to watch it. And then about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes in, I decide I'm going to see what else is on because it's it's one of those for me that just lives better, I think, in my memory than it does in real time. Well, th- there's been some good exploration of a couple of stories. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And the other thing I noticed is like, oh, that was an actor who I remember being in Star Trek four, Or I remember that actor being in Star Trek two. The ways that they kind of like pull from within the family that you, you see yeah. actors appear again and again and again. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. So, um, and the last piece of geeky goodness for the week, um, earlier this week I had, uh, or this past weekend, uh, Madeline and Jonah, I had them to myself. Emily went out of town and I was kind of like Uber kid time, which I'm fine to have Uber kid time, but I was over, I kind of needed a break. So <laughs> after I dropped them both at school, I went to the 10 o'clock show in the morning showing of civil war. Mm. and saw Civil War. Mm. Have both of you seen it yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a wonderful time to see it, too, in the morning. Yeah. You have mostly the theater to yourself. You can really enjoy it. Well, the thing thing that was really kind of funny was it was was the Tuesday special, and it's only like $5 here, $5.50. Nice. But it was the reserved seating nice with the reclining seats. 
And I wanted to be as close to the middle in a good spot. So I noticed when you call up the screen, it shows you where people are sitting. And there were two people on one of the couches and the next couch. Oh, I put myself uh, like I, I gave us a couch buffer and I was to the right of them. I get there and they are instead seated in the buffer couch that I that I, I bypassed. <laughs> and I'm like, your mistake. And so I sit down in the couch next to him. Now, granted, I sat on the other side. I really debated sitting on the left side right next to the guy's <laughs> date being like, hi. See, I think hi. you should have just looked at him and said, I believe this couch seats three. <laughs> <laughs> we have popcorn. That's fabulous. Great. Now, what, what you do is you get up there right next to them. You look at your seat and then you just start taking off your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get start taking off your movie. shirt, like drop your pants. Do like, the Al Bundy, put my hand in my pants, you mm-hmm. know, just get nice and comfy. Yeah. They said make yourself at home. Yeah. Guys, yeah. if you smell something, I'm sorry, but I had some extra eggs for breakfast. I really like I really like Black Widow. <laughs> um, anyway. Pay attention to the screen the whole time, right? <laughs> but I love the movie. Oh man, I, I loved I, it too. I really think that as as good as you know avengers is i think that the captain america storylines where they've done some of their best work i really do and how about spider-man i mean that that's really i did like the spider-man yeah and for I, for something that basically got shoehorned in during production it didn't feel shoehorned in you know, no, it felt good it made me actually want to see the next spider-man movie oh yeah i'm um, definitely which i think that. is what sony was you know, counting on. But, um, yeah. And they managed to find a 20 year old who doesn't shave. So he really looks young. I liked uh, the Holland guy. Yeah. I also yeah. love how basically, um, uh, our Robert Nutty Jr. Said everything we've been saying about Marissa Tomei being cast as Aunt May. <laughs> I do like it. They like, just like, called wow, it out to the, that, to the forefront. How the, how, how's an ant that hot? <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole slippery slope started with, uh, Martha Kent being Diane Lane. So, they started taking me to this weird territory. You know, as a child, I never thought I would grow up to make uh, googly eyes at Mama Kent and Aunt May, but yeah. here I am. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I was I was disappointed with Civil War. Um and I think I think it was a good movie. I just didn't like it as an adaptation of the Civil War comic. Okay. So, uh I mean, I I, I do think I think it's a good movie. Um a lot of cool stuff in there, a lot of stuff I enjoyed, but um it wasn't what you wanted out of an adaptation of the it, Civil it War. It wasn't what I wanted out of the Civil War story, and there was stuff like I mean, I, I'm I'm very much over you know Bucky. Okay, uh, I, I can do without the the Bucky show. Um, <laughs> I, I think I felt like we had enough stuff in there to to make it, uh, you know, about you know uh, Captain America and his feelings towards this thing. Because I mean, it it, it really was. Uh, it really was like no, I, I just gotta def- defend my friend Bucky or whatever, and it's just like no, there's no, 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 I don't know. It's just I was disappointed. Well, I was a little let down. Okay, but uh, well, speaking that's, of let, that's still a good movie. Speaking of let down, I also saw Batman versus Superman. Oh god, no, you you paid to go so, see that. So movie? which yeah. one of the two movies did you like better, Cliff? Oh, Civil War. <laughs> Civil War. Uh, that's what better. I figured. And and the thing was, I, I mean. We, we, my wife and I hadn't had a date night in a while, and you know we said let's go see a movie. And she really didn't, she didn't like Winter Soldier as much, so she really wasn't as down for seeing um, uh, 
see Civil War. No, Civil War. In fact, I don't know that she even saw. I think she just saw the first Captain America. I don't know that she even saw the second. So, um, so we're getting there, and we buy our tickets for Batman versus Superman, which she said she was down for. And and I want, I kind of wanted to see it. I was like, how bad can it be? Um, so we get there. We got our popcorn. We got our coke. As we're walking in, she looks over and sees how many characters are featured in Captain America. It's like, you didn't tell me all of them were in it. And I'm like, <laughs> well, it's the storyline at this point. You know, she's like, oh, well, maybe. And I'm like, at this point, we've already bought the tickets. Like, it, it's like, it's too late. The roller coaster is ticking. You know, we're, we're on the ride. Um, I am not okay with way too willing to take life, Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a problem for a lot of that's folks. That's probably the biggest problem I had with it. Batman was way too okay using a gun and way too okay taking lives. And that is just, that's not my Batman. It's not. And that was probably the thing that really kind of, I, I think that Ben Affleck did a good job as, as Bruce Wayne. I think that, you know, I, I, I like how we got around the voice I thought that was well done. Um, yeah, that was a nice little uh, kind of gimmick to add to it. I, I liked I liked Alfred. I liked Jeremy Irons as as, as Alfred. I thought he did well with it. Um, I like there were things in it to like, but to so fundamentally change Batman's thing about taking life really bothered me. It really took me out every time he did it. So, and I think that you know, unfortunately, I just think that's part of uh, Snyder's approach to it all. Yeah, you know, because I mean, it was the same problem people had with Man of Steel in that regard, and uh, unfortunately, I suspect uh, Justice League may feel a little bit like that too. But I think the one thing that was universally praised though was Wonder Woman. Did you get a kick out of her I, debut? I thought she did good. I, I was okay with her. I was. I, I thought they did well with the lasso reveal. I thought they did well with the bracelets reveal. And I was you know when she that. first shows up in her costume and they kind of switch the music to that uh, junkie XL kind of, uh, I don't know, more string and drum-based music compared yeah. to sort of the Hans Zimmer stuff they had been using. I kind of like that little touch, too. Yeah, th- I mean, there were things to like. There were things to like. I thought that um, I thought the Doomsday bit was a bit much. Um, I, I was like, okay, how many different comic storylines are we blending into this bastard? Um, you know, but all of them. That was the goal. Exactly. Didn't leave any untouched. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, I mean, they had four years of of Marvel work to catch up on. And so. again, that's the thing that I've been saying since the beginning, and it totally played out. Is this need to catch up as fast as possible and not do the work right? It's the same thing when you watch Top Chef and a guy says, "Well, you know, it normally would take twelve hours to make this meal properly, but I'm going to try to make it in three. And they're like, "This meat is tough. You should have cooked it for twelve hours." Well, I thought I could get it done in three. Well, you were wrong, and that's how this feels. It the the meat is still tough. I can't chew it. They have tried too hard to push it too fast, and it just isn't working. Now um, imagine if Batman v Superman had been a cooking off, you know, like a there Top you go. Chef style there you battle. Go. That I would have liked. There you go. I, I want, I want some Krypton croutons and uh, <laughs> make it make that salad really special with the Gotham gravy. I guess. There you go. <laughs> well, that's an extended look at what we've been up to. Let's see what's going on in the news. Stand by for news. Look at these flash. and the big no news of the day is. No good news! This is Les Nesman saying, may the good news be yours. 
in the news. Yeah, we'll do it live. Well, we've been talking about the um, Star Trek series that's being teased for coming to CBS's uh, online services. Uh, apparently, we'll get the premiere episode on regular CBS, but from there, you'll need their pay service to see it. And we got our first look at uh, the new logo and, I guess, a new intro of sorts. Doesn't tell you much. It's a logo. But <laughs> I I just don't find myself having a ton of enthusiasm for this for some reason. I, I don't know if it's because I know that I'm not going to pay for the service, mm. you know, so I'm not even, like, taking it. Uh, taking it seriously as a real thing, but, but they're going to actually broadcast the pilot. Is that what you said? Yeah, they're broadcasting the pilot, and then you can watch the rest of it on CBS. Give us your money. Mm-hmm. That enough. seems kind of like an odd choice, but That's I don't know. Maybe is what it is. Yeah, yeah, and and who knows if if the ratings for the pilot are through the roof? Are they really just going to throw it away in that uh, subscription wasteland? Well, I think they're banking on if if the ratings are that good, people will be willing to pay the was it five ninety nine or seven ninety nine a mm. month uh, <laughs> to see it and well, then watch whatever else is on there too. But the big I, trick is, I don't the, see it. The big trick is that people are cord cutting. People are moving away from the old model of television. So in a way, I mean, I I give them credit for trying to be proactive about trying to get ahead of the wave to say, hey. If you want to do a la carte and you don't want to pay for a cable subscription and you want just our network, we're, we're going to step toward that model and do it in a big way with a big product in hopes that you'll get on board with us. I, I get that. Now, if they wanted to put the pilot out like on YouTube or something so that everybody could watch it, I think that would make more sense. But I don't know, man. Putting it, putting it on your broadcast network for people that are channel surfing, that's a little bit different. You know, the, the folks that are looking for it on YouTube, I think, are going to be the folks that are more likely to like it and subscribe. It's kind of what PlayStation Network tried to do with Powers. But, uh, I mean, it's an hour. Are they hour-long episodes? Uh, that's kind of what I'm, I'm expecting. I'm it's going to be, uh, yeah. So that's essentially like an hour infomercial they're showing. So that's kind of a – I don't know that that makes much financial sense. I, I'll be – I'll be curious to see if they really stick to this model because I don't see it working for them. One of the comments I have to agree with that's on the the trailer teaser is, um, I already have Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. You are way too late to this model, and there is 0% <laughs> yeah. chance I'm going to pay a monthly to watch this. Not and, at and, all. You know, they could, uh, you know, they could have partnered with somebody else, like partnered with Hulu or partnered with yep. Netflix and distributed it that way. But, you know, even as much as I like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, I don't think I would sign up for, like, Disney streaming online only to get those shows. You know, I would probably just, just wait around until uh, somebody else that had that service was around and I might watch it on theirs. But uh, I'm just like that guy said, I've already got too much, man. The it uh, $5 here, $12 here, $13 there, man, that starts to add up just as quick as a cable bill. Well, Disney, I mean, Disney, and, and, and on that note, Disney knows what side of the, the bread to butter on because they just locked up a deal with Netflix. They're like, yeah, they're just going to say, heck, we'll just collect the checks. You, uh, you distribute it for us, and that's a smart thing to do. Now, on the other side of this, distribution aside, my biggest hope for this is that we can get away from action-packed Star Trek that we're seeing in the movies now and get back to old, an older, brainier 
sci-fi, like well-written plot, well-written exploration exploration of the human condition. As much as I made the joke before about data and the human equation, I would rather see that than every episode is, we're fighting the Borg again, you know. And, you know, I, I those are neat in special moments that you have the big space battle. But I don't need a space battle every episode. I don't need a massive shootout every episode. But I would imagine at some level there's a little overlap in the uh, production executives. Like, like my concern is maybe you're just going to get uh, 13 extra episodes that are more like the movies than they are like the old show. Well, it says new crews, new villains. So I'm wondering, is this the equivalent? Uh, oh, here, oh, boy. Could this be Uh-oh. the Abrams Next Generation? Oh, it very well could be, man. Not very well could you know, be. Not John Luke, not Data, but could this be like the equivalent of like it's thirty years in the future from that? Um, I don't know. Uh, to me, it just it, it just says to me they don't have enough confidence to to broadcast it, so they're sticking it here. Mm. Uh, I I I don't know. I'm distrusting. Uh, but then again, like I said, uh, Star Trek's one of those things that I think I probably liked better. Uh, in my youth than I do now. You know, if you guys are real quiet, mm-hmm. you hear that? Listen, you can hear Brian Kidd scream. <laughs> oh, that's, that's for the, the next, next story, story, I think. Well, that's not the only uh, new trek we had this week. We had uh, the Star Trek Beyond trailer number two came out this week. Now, as much as I just said, we don't have to go full explosion-y, blah, 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 blah. I will say, (laughs) this was an improvement on the last trailer we saw. The one that was way, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love me some Beastie Boys. I did not mean (laughs) sabotage for my uh, Star Trek trailer, but yeah. I think sabotage should be in every trailer. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's just so. one of those songs. I'd like to see like the English patient with sabotage <laughs> playing in the trailer, <laughs> something like that. Beastie Boys makes everything better. Yeah, that no. that and uh, an All Star, All Star by Smash Mouth, also. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, Darude Sandstorm, all of those. Yeah, and, and in a, in an acute about face, even though I'm not really looking forward to this new uh, series on CBS.com, I might be an outlier in that uh, I'm kind of looking forward to this movie. I like the first two. Again, Brian Kidd screaming somewhere. But anyway, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. I'm with Bruce. I liked, I liked the first two, probably because I didn't know better, because I wasn't much of a Star Trek fan back in the day. Like I, I caught, you know, a handful of episodes of Next Generation, but I hadn't watched it very regularly. Um, I watched Voyager uh, when I went through like a, a brief bout of insomnia for a little while, uh, and it came on at like three in the morning uh, on. I'm not even sure which channel, but there's like two, the two episodes back to back at like two and three in the morning. Um, but other than that, like there wasn't a whole lot of Star Trek in my background. So I, I enjoyed the two movies cause I really couldn't appreciate what they had done to the others, mm. uh, that, that had come before. And, and, you know, I hadn't really enjoyed a Star Trek movie since probably right around Star Trek four. So uh, it kind of got me, I didn't mind the whole reboot. I, I could understand how a purist would be bothered by it, but, you know, after being desensitized by about 10 years of nonstop comic book movies, I uh, think maybe my attention span's not what it once was. So I kind of appreciated the new take on it, even though 
Uh, I can see how some folks didn't like it. Uh, I go back to that argument that doesn't mean the old movies don't still exist. This is true. I, Like I said, I'm wanting for more exploration of what it is to be flawed, what it is to be human, what it is that we wrestle with in sci-fi. That's what I love most about sci-fi. Yeah, I love the space battles. Yeah, I love that type of stuff too. But, you know, I want to also think a little bit. I want to compare that world to my world and say, you want them, what are they uh, saying? To, to be more, uh, let's say, more paced like 2001, A Space Odyssey? Not that far. You don't have <laughs> to that go slow. that far. You don't have to yeah. go that far. Um, but, you know, you can occasionally get a little closer to contact and not quite as close to aliens. You know, you can oh, find a place gotcha. in the Gotcha. You can go, I said a little closer. I didn't say to go all the way there. <sighs> I say ice pirates. That's the way to go. Now, there is you a class. Pirate? No, ice pirates. Ryan, have you ever seen ice pirates? Still here in ass pirates. It's What's ice, going on? Ice, as in ice, ice baby. Ass, ass baby? No, stop. No, stop. I haven't. I haven't. Oh. Uh, Robert Urich, uh, who else? Is, can't think of anybody else that's in that movie. But uh, all <laughs> I remember good. is all I all I remember is uh, men being turned into eunuchs and space herpes. I remember that. So, yeah, I remember that. I feel like we're back to ass pirates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and Google that. I'm sure there's a movie called that there for you, Ryan. No, I promise don't, you. Don't don't do not click the "I'm feeling lucky" button. <laughs> Oh, my. And we had another second trailer come out since we last talked to you. Uh, the Ghostbusters official trailer number two came out. <sighs> now. Oh, sorry. Was that a premature sigh? No, you can sigh. Go, go ahead. Sigh. Sigh, sigh again. Sigh again. <sighs> because. Oh, stink on that one. Because. I literally, when I watched it, when Stay Puffed appears, I was like, come on! <laughs> oh, man. You, you, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. To, I, uh, and, and I've already been told we're going. I've already been told we're going. Uh, you know, I'm trying my best to, to approach it with an open mind. You know, yeah. sometimes you just don't need things remade. But they're doing it. They're giving it a new twist. I like Kristen Wiig. I like Melissa McCarthy. I don't know much about the other uh, principal actors there. But I'm trying to go into it with an open mind. But They're the uh, other two people from Bridesmaids that, that you don't okay. remember. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they weren't really, but they might as well have been. And uh, but man, they they probably should have steered away from Stay Puff. That's just a little too much iconography. For well, and, and, they, and they already had Slimer in there, you know, and they showed him again in this trailer. <coughs> okay, I, you're gonna have to work really hard to explain to me how this is okay. You're gonna have to. Because if you don't <laughs> like it, Cliff, you don't like girls. I, apparently yeah. not. But, uh, you know, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be going out to see this opening weekend. July 15th, man, that's kind of a uh, – that's a lot of cojones to come out right smack dab in the middle of summer with this. Uh, because yeah, I'm, I'm scheduling my colonoscopy for that day. <laughs> well, there's just a lot of summer movie competition. I think in a weird way that it might have been better to, to put it out in October, maybe a little closer to Halloween, catch a different kind of crowd. Maybe I'd be a little more excited about it, but – 
As it stands now, it'll probably depend on uh, what the wife wants to do. If she tells me we're going to go see it, I'll go see it. And if not, I'll wait till it hits home video. Okay, here's the list of movies that are coming out on that day. I just looked it up. So Ghostbusters, of course. The Infiltrator with Brian Cranston, Benjamin Bratt, John Leguizamo, and Diane Kruger, based on a true story of federal agent Robert Bob Mazur, the deep undercover to the, uh, the Escobar drug trafficking scene. Um, Hillary's America, the secret history of the Democratic Party. Oh, that I'm sure that I'm sure <laughs> that, that would, that's where you're going to be. I'm sure that's going to be fair and balanced. Um, <laughs> Cafe Society, Jesse Eisenberg, More Steve Carell, Blake Lively, and Parker Posey. The story of a young man who arrives in Hollywood during the 1930s, hoping to work in the film industry. And Tulip, Tulip Fever with Judy Dench, Matthew Morrison, uh, Cara Delevingne, and Carasita Bonas, set in 17th century Amsterdam. Okay, well. Well, it sounds like they put Lady Ghostbusters on exactly the right weekend. Well, also coming out in July will be Star Trek Beyond. The new Jason Bourne film, The Legend of Tarzan, and the BFG. So you've got... But on that same weekend? No, just around it. I don't know exactly which ones are which dates. I know uh, uh, the weekend before The Secret Life of Pets comes out, so that's going to be higher on our priority list than Ghostbusters, but mm -hmm. I don't know if that Dame Judi Dench film is going to be one that we take the family to. No, so yeah. maybe there's a pretty good chance we'll make it there. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I've already been told we're going, so... I'll, I'll, I, I've taken her to my share of superhero movies, so I have to. I got to pony up know, to this, the bar this, for a Melissa McCarthy one. This, this feels. I mean, I don't mind Melissa McCarthy, but I mean, this, this feels like uh, Emily's own little Tuesday Tuesday afternoon movie. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if I'm going to talk this much smack about it, and to be able to talk this much smack after it comes out. I kind of have to go see to be able to say it. I'm not going to be that guy on the internet who's like, I'm refusing to review this movie. Shut up. Shut now, up. Well, first now, of all, no one cares what that guy really exactly, thinks anyway. Exactly. And I'll be honest, I'm just the type of guy, I want every movie to be good. Like, there's no reason for me to want a movie to be bad. I've just been burned a few times, so yeah. I'm cautious sometimes. But, man, I hope. I hope that uh, this is the surprise hit of the summer. I wouldn't have any problem with it being a, a great movie and universally loved. I think that would be wonderful. I'm just, uh, you know, cautious. Uh, like you said, bring it in, stay puffed. Maybe they should have found a new direction to take it. Or maybe just bring back the Statue of Liberty. I could go with that a little easier. Now, there is, there is <laughs> one possibility. And, now and Bruce, that we found love. Sorry. That, that was Hitch. Uh, now, <laughs> no, that was the end of that movie, too. What? No, that was um, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me. Higher oh, and that higher. Was the your love keeps lifting me. I thought it was me. the too hot to handle, love too cold to hold. They call them Ghostbusters because they're in control. What yeah, was that song? That was Bobby Brown. That was Bobby yeah. Brown that was, uh, doing it. Yeah, every, every rap song for a movie is terrible. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and it always explains the plot in great detail, and it plays during the credits. Yeah. The yeah. Adams Family. Yeah. <laughs> But um, there is the possibility that maybe we haven't seen the best parts in the trailer. There is that possibility that there will be parts about this that will blow our minds and will love, and they have they have just done a great 
job of would, marketing this to us somehow. Would it? But, would it be rude to say I certainly hope we haven't seen the best parts in the trailer? Th- that would yeah. not be rude. You could say that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. th- I did think it's funny. One of the comments uh, on under the video was, "I think I'd rather watch a movie of Fran Drescher where she yeah. just laughs into the camera for two hours to an Enya soundtrack." <laughs> <laughs> So, Beautician and the Beast. Can see yeah. Where the road goes. <laughs> now, that's a YouTube video you could make. There right? you go. YouTube gold right there. You'd be viral. Who doesn't love a good Ren Festival? Brian, you and I have been to Ren Festival before with our family. Had had a great time. Bruce, is this something you've done? I love a good Ren Fair, man. Unfortunately, we don't have really any close by here. But when I lived in Nashville, man, that was a a must-do every year. Okay. So, you know... People at Ren Fairs, they, they tend to get into character and they'll at times make fun of modern technology when they see it. Like, I have seen one grab a cell phone from someone. What is this scrying device into which you speak? <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. Um, but some guy took it a little further. And I guess in Russia, you can get away with a lot more. <laughs> Somebody, you know, everybody's got a drone, it seems, anymore. Now everybody's flying drones over places and getting uh, getting their beautiful shots of uh, elaborate things and uh this medieval ren fair going on in russia was taking a video of a battle and one of the guards became startled and hurled a javelin with incredible accuracy and i don't know why this video gives me so much joy but something about it i just love man i love the whole idea of spearing a drone out of the sky well, I think so does Russia's military, because I'm pretty sure this is their new policy towards drones. <laughs> yeah, that's their missile uh, defense system. They're just going to get, they're going to hire this spear hucker. Like, that guy just got himself a job. Uh, oh, man. As Russia's anti-aircraft option. Uh, I just love, I've watched that video over and over again. It's only, what, like three minutes? But, man, I, I get so much bizarre joy from watching <laughs> that guy chuck his spear at the, uh, uh, at the drone flying overhead, and he just and nails it perfectly that's to bring it down. all of just 10 seconds of the video, and they stick it at the yeah. beginning and they stick it at the end. They are counting on this going viral because they got to pay for that damn drone the guy destroyed. <laughs> and, you know, I've got a uh, a cousin who's actually, like, done sword fighting and jousting and stuff like that at Ren Fairs, and this is the sort of thing I could see him uh, uh, doing if he felt so inclined. But, I mean, I can get throwing a spear, like, on a horizontal plane and knowing what you're doing, but to throw at an upward angle and to have the accuracy to hit something that small, do you think that as he threw it, he thought, this will be a really cool video as they see the spirit. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, no. Bang. You know, (laughs) I think he was trying to miss it because that's the only way you could hit it that well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and I also wonder if, like, if everybody was clear when the spear was on its way down, like, was there somebody trying to eat their funnel cake and they got it through the back of the head? Ooh, that's, yeah, I, I didn't think about what's going on <laughs> behind them when he hurdles that. Because usually at a red fair, you have to have everything spear tied. I guess the rules, I mean, peace tied. I guess the rules are a little different in Russia. Yeah, they, you don't have to <laughs> about your a good there. many things. About, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's very hard to do comedy in Soviet Union. You have to write out all your material, and you send it to Department of Jokes. <laughs> I'm not making this up. They send it back to you censored. You have to stay with the script. You cannot improvise. 
If someone heckles you from the audience, he can't say like, your mother wears army boots. Because she probably does. And she will hurt you. Well, the above average uh, comedy folks that are putting out these uh, all-in-one-take movies that are hysterical, and there's a number of them that have come out in recent days, and we can only cover one at a time, um, they put together every hero movie ever made in one take. I think they've nailed it. nailed it, yeah. Yes. Because I would say as far as uh, those kind of movies go, I've probably watched as many as anybody else has and i gotta say they really figured out the pattern there every trope is in there mm-hmm. uh, this for being noble of spirit <laughs> <laughs> you know the the one trope they kind of missed was they should have had another hero show up they fight briefly before working together because that's kind that's of the way true. that all the movies go uh-huh. now yeah that, we're definitely heading that direction the other hey teenagers love science photography <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I love the, uh, you know, they pretty much got to the point on how the uh, supporting actresses have been portrayed for a while. They're doing a little bit better lately, but that, yeah, we're getting that lady pretty much nailed uh, Amy Adams in the two Superman movies. Mm. I don't feel like I did anything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Adams did a little bit in the Superman movie. Not a lot, but she did a little. She 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 gave him, she gave good inspiration to him a few times. But yeah, I had to check IMDb and make sure that wasn't actually Amy Adams in this movie because she really kind of nailed uh, the Amy Adams role from mm-hmm. those last two Superman That's movies true. in my eyes. That's true. But uh, they, those guys look like they have a lot of fun doing that. I've never seen any of their videos before, but it was pretty nice, man. They had it all thought out, flipping the camera around, pulling their sets up. These guys could put on a vicious uh, talent show uh, play for a school or something. <laughs> I would love to know how many times it took them to get it just right. <laughs> I just I assume they that. made it up as they went along and they just got uh, lucky. Ah, no, this takes some planning. This takes some planning. <laughs> they just got lucky. Just got lucky. <laughs> up all night to get lucky. Well, if, you're, if you don't have enough uh, good uh, superheroes in your movie theater and you want some more on your television, well, first of all, uh, if you were a fan of Supergirl, uh, it's hanging around. It's moving to the CW, but it's going to get a second season. And apparently, we're going to get crossovers aplenty. Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legend of Tomorrow are going to have a mega crossover. And um, I think it's going to be like a four-night event because they've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday lined up. So I think it's going to just cross over from you know the Monday night show to the Tuesday. So it's going to be like a week-long miniseries, essentially. So when, like, when is this event supposed to? Do we have a? a we just know it's going to be in the fall schedule at some point. Yeah, just okay. uh, probably be around mid-season if I were to guess. Okay, okay. That, this is Berlanti getting total uh, creative control over his properties now that uh, Supergirl's over there. And you never know, they might throw in that Riverdale show in the crossover. We might have Archie and Jughead show up. Oh, jeez. No, we don't need I that. I mean, they're pretty much guaranteeing I'm not going to see another episode of Supergirl, so. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't like anything I've seen on the CW in probably... The last I don't years. think they'll change Supergirl for CW. I think they'll just keep doing it. It's just going to have a new home. Well, and I'm I not I'm also I mean, not saying that Supergirl's or uh, CW is ruining Supergirl. Like I stopped watching that show pretty quickly after the oh, first okay. two episodes. So I but just, yeah, I mean it's the same uh, same creative team behind it. You know, Berlanti was producing it when it was on CBS. He's still going to be handling it at CW along with his other shows. But one thing that we may get less of is Cat uh, Grant 
uh, Callista Flockhart. They're moving to Vancouver, I believe. They're moving to mm. Canada uh, instead of filming in L.A. So uh, she doesn't necessarily want to leave L.A. and go to Canada to film a whole season. So she may just do a few bit parts. She might just show up on like one or two episodes throughout the season instead of being a regular is what I've read. Okay. So for all the Callista Flockhart fans, they may bail from the show. I don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's got she's got a Han Solo to support. <laughs> she did have a great Harrison Ford joke in one of the uh later episodes of Supergirl too. You you might get a little chuckle out of that if you look it up. It's a trap. They're bringing it back up. Sometimes a sequel, sometimes the reboot, they're bringing it back up to see if we will drop dollars to see something that we already know how it's going to turn out. Uh, and that is the case with Disney's Beauty and the Beast. But I have to say that uh, there are some folks in my house that are very excited uh, that uh, Emma Watson is poking through a door in front of the Beast castle. Uh, you know, I, I like Jungle Book. I really, really enjoyed Jungle Book. Okay. But other than that, I've kind of skipped out on all of these live-action takes on the Disney movies. You know, my, my kids and my wife go to them, but they just haven't appealed to me. I don't know if Beauty and the Beast is going to be any different for me than Snow White and uh, whatever. I Didn't they do a Cinderella one or something? The Cinderella too? one wasn't bad. Cinderella one was pretty good. Maleficent was good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even tonight, you know, my wife asked me if I wanted to, to go see the uh, Wizard of Oz early screening. And I, or not Wizard of Oz, the Alice in Wonderland Oh, thing. okay. Mm. Asked me if I wanted to go see the early screening for that, and I didn't really want to go do that either. So yeah. usually, usually I, I get more into the animated movies than these live action adaptations. But having enjoyed the Jungle Book as much as I did, maybe I'll end up going to see this. And I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> there was a I, uh, a review for the uh, Alice in Wonderland sequel, The Through the Looking Glass, that said basically because Tim Burton's not directing this, but they do it in the style of Tim Burton. And one of the reviewers said, the director did a professional job trying to mimic uh, Tim Burton's style. Professional in the way that he got paid to do it. <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 goodness gracious. Anyway, continue on. You like Harry Potter. That, and Yeah, I like Harry Potter. So maybe Emma Watson will get me in the door. I don't know. I haven't, haven't put that much thought into it yet. I'll need to see a few more trailers. Yeah. See what else is playing that weekend. If it's up against Ghostbusters, I might go see it. Well, it's 2017, so it'll <laughs> get another year. Well, Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Oh, don't even go oh, there. Don't damn. even go there. Um, uh, Ryan, are, is Beating the Beast one of the ones in your girl's wheelhouse, or are they still yeah, watching Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they really like it. It's it's one of the ones I really like. Um, you know, I, I still really like it. I really enjoy the music from, from Beauty and the Beast, and, um, you know, I'm kind of interested to see, you know, this this live-action, you know, adaptation. It's, it's neat to see something that uh, was previously animated because that was, uh, you know, the best way for them to tell the story. Now, uh... You know, now now they we have the technology and the options to to do everything we saw in animation in, in a live action movie. Um, Is Ron Perlman going to be the Beast? Uh, <laughs> in, in an earlier timeline, yes. Because yeah. um, I'd be down for that. Yeah, man, dude, I I wish that show was streaming. Um, and I I can't help but think of that show every time I ride the uh, the train at the airport. Uh, you know, which, which goes underground <laughs> to the terminals and stuff, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm looking for. I was disappointed that uh, the the teaser didn't tease just a little bit more, but 
you know, like I said, I mean, the Cinderella thing was good. We took uh, the girls to that on somebody's birthday, and and um, Maleficent. You know, I, I enjoyed Maleficent, so um, I th- I think this will be good. And I, I've been wanting to see Jungle Book. You say it's, you say it's good. Uh, I I I really really liked it, man. I really liked it. That's cool. And it's the the first one of the live action kind of remakes of an old animated classic that I've gone to. So I don't mm-hmm. know if they've all been that good, and I've just missed out on it. I just haven't really felt the urge until Jungle Book came around. And part of that might have been because uh, you know Favreau was directing it, so I was kind of curious what he would do. But I I thought it was fun. I'm especially good at expectorating. <laughs> Every superhero is getting a movie. And every now and again, you got games that get a movie. We got Angry Birds movie coming out, uh, or it is out right now. And I've heard. Yeah, it's out. I've heard not good. Um, Assassin's Creed is on the way. I think that depends on the audience, too. I don't think Angry Birds is a movie kind of geared to. Geared to adults. My yeah. four-year-old and eight-year-old enjoyed it. I think that's their target audience. Oh, okay, that's true. Yeah, that's true. My five-year-old liked Angry Birds, but uh, you know, I don't know that you'd put it up against uh, <laughs> more adult fare. We I'd probably see it over Ghostbusters. That's that's the bar you're setting from now on up. Uh, yeah. Ratchet and Clank is out now. Mm. I um, heard that was not good too. Warcraft is right around the corner, coming out. I'm yeah, I'm not holding my breath for that one actually. Yeah, I, we'll we'll have to it's wait. It's a video and see. game movie, man. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see it opening night. I know uh, all everything I'm hearing is discouraging, but I just love the mm. imagery so much. I'm going to go. I'm going to be there opening night, so at least if nothing else, I can uh, uh, earn the right to complain right away if it's not good. But I'm hoping it's. I can I'm, complain I'm first. Firsties. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's one of those movies that most people don't like, but I do because then I can take some satisfaction in it. Well, we've already admitted you're kind of, you know... Yeah, I've got odd-tasted movies. And and your uh, desire for movies to be good, so... Yeah, overly optimistic and often disappointed. Well, well, I want to see, can you manage to get optimism for what we're about to talk about here? No, no, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, even this is even beyond my abilities to uh, <laughs> to be the quiet I, I'm boy. I'm pretty here. sure we talked about this at one point in a way gone episode, and we didn't hear That's about it for a while. Uh, no, I think that they teased that this was going on because the sto- the plans for a movie had been talked about, but now we know that the film is budgeted for eighty million dollars. Not just a film, dude. Oh, well, no, and we have expanded it. We're going trilogy. We're going for a saga based around Tetris. Oh, my God. I'm so mad you said the words. And and you know what? I just want to let anybody out there that's listening that wants to know, I'm working on a script for Solitaire. So if anybody wants to make that movie, I've got it. Seriously. You probably Mind your own for that. <laughs> working on Minesweeper, too. I mean, yeah. you know what? Honestly... This stuff started when when someone was like, "What Battleship the game? Yeah, let's make that a movie." I'm just like, "Oh, oh!" And it was just right down a slope, and now it's Tetris. But I I mm. don't think it's going to be an English language movie, so maybe that means we won't necessarily have it hitting our theaters. You know, it might be more the one of those things you have to look for uh, VOD or something. I'm not gonna look for. I don't. Oh God, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. 
it maybe it's cultural though, man. Maybe it wasn't Tetris uh, created in Russia or somewhere. Maybe th- there's a big backstory and mythos, and there's a lot of lore behind the Tetris lore, that we don't lore, understand. Here it's West. blocks falling <laughs> randomly, stacked up to make them disappear. There's not even a spear hitting a drone. Oh, but that would be a great way to open the movie. That would be well, great, yeah. yeah. I think maybe every time, uh, you know, you fill up a row, they turn into a kaiju and start destroying a city or something. That would be cool. I mean, did I, I didn't pay attention because I also hated the movie, pic, the idea of the movie Pixels. But did that do so well that they're like, well, let's see if we can get Tetris out there. <laughs> Here's what I, I want to see uh, if anybody actually thinks the Tetris movie will be worse than Pixels, because I don't think people like Pixels. Yeah, that that movie was available on demand way too fast uh, for that movie to have been any kind of good. Well, and I hope they get a standalone Kubert movie out of that. You know, the sequel. <laughs> I'm still wondering if that's a drunken weekend watch. You know? <laughs> still wondering. Mm. <laughs> it's the power. The cable went out. We only have one DVD in the house. That is Pixels. It's that kind of weekend. No, Pick up a book and read, people. <laughs> broke, broke my reading glasses. Got to watch Pixels. No, mm. no. Go for a walk, Bruce. Because uh, one time I, <laughs> one time I went on a, uh, one time I went on a camping trip with my dad, and this guy let us borrow his camper, and the camper had a TV with a VCR in it, but the only video he had was Ernest Goes to Camp. I love that movie. Ugh. My my dad had like a cough, so he had some cough syrup that I'm pretty sure had codeine or something in it. So he took his cough syrup. He loved Ernest Goes to Camp so much, we had to watch it consecutively, twice in a row, and I'm pretty sure it was the cough syrup. But it was the only movie we had available that night. Hmm. <laughs> How very special. Well, we have very tentatively shared with you the news that uh, Indy 5 is happening. We have very tentatively shared the news with you that uh, it will be Harrison Ford. Wait, how can there be an Indy 5 if there's no Indy 4? (laughs) I know that you're trying to shut it out. I know that the trauma tries to block it, but there was this thing called the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It really happened. It wasn't an Indiana Jones movie. It it was an Indiana Jones movie. No, I, don't, I, don't, I think you're mistaken. Well, you're mistaken. the reason I know it's a real movie is they've hired the same script writer to write the script for Indiana Jones 5. Son of a bitch. I'm sorry, is this the bad news segment of the show? <laughs> is this just where we're like, hey, guess, hey, want to hear about all the I, stuff that's about to suck? I don't get it, man. Is Didn't Disney buy uh, the rights to this property? I mean, is this a... Because at least with uh, you know with the Force Awakens, they knew to keep that guy that wrote the Phantom Menace away from it. You <laughs> think they would have that same kind of awareness with this? But I guess not. I thought what was really interesting in the article, they point out like the idea to to insert aliens into the Indiana Jones uh, universe actually came from George Lucas. And I'm like, that guy can't stop <laughs> fucking up my stuff. <laughs> yeah. So this is. The same writing voice. Is he the sole writer, or is he just like on a team of people writing this? 
Oh, man. I don't remember seeing it being a team. Because uh, I could see where maybe, you know, somebody owed him a favor. So they said, yeah, 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 we'll we'll put your name in the credits. But at the end of the day, you know, you're probably not going to have anything make it to screen. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Nope. Nope. Uh, it's it's him. It's him. Oh, all right. One less movie to worry about. <laughs> well, Go it, ahead and give it to Megan Fox then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, might as well. Okay, yeah. now which would make it worse? You have your choice: the same, the same writer, which is going to happen, or Megan Fox's Indiana Jones. Which, which is the more frightening prospect? Well, I think if Megan Fox got the job as Indiana, they'd have to bring on Michael Bay to direct it. So that oh, might be the worst option. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, there but, you go. Uh, d- doesn't Spielberg hate Megan Fox? I don't know. Because I don't think she'd be in it if he directed. I thought he's who forced Bay to fire her from the Transformers movies. I cannot speak to that. Uh, I probably shouldn't either, but I'm going to stick with that. I like the world the way I imagine it. <laughs> if nothing else, it's a cool story. Cool story, bro. Cool story. <laughs> Maybe Brian Austin Green could be Indiana. Oh, I swear to God. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay, let's talk about something that actually could be quirky, culty, and cool, as opposed to horrific for us. So, Kevin Smith. Granted, he he's done some weird stuff with us lately. I don't really know that Tusk was the box office blowout we thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, is making. A TV show of the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. I don't know if you guys watched this <sighs> film back in the 80s. I, I watched it back in the 80s. I haven't watched it since. I remember liking it, but I don't think I appreciated it as being other anything other than a straightforward movie back when I was young. Like I liked it at face value, and now I understand that it's a it's a little bit ludicrous on purpose. But yeah. at the time I couldn't appreciate that about it. I just thought it was a cool action movie. So I might I, I don't know. I don't think that I know enough to be excited about it. Kevin Smith has had more misses than hits lately, so I don't know what's gonna happen here. Well yeah, that's true. The it? the whole concept of Buckaroo Bonsai, for those who don't know, it was it's an ensemble group that's doing weird combination of they're investigating science and they're experimenting with breaking through dimensions, but they're also a rock band. Um, it's all of this. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, RoboCop was uh, the main guy, right? Peter Weller. Uh, and, and he was like a, a neurosurgeon slash physicist slash race car driver slash, slash judo champion and keyboardist. Yeah. Yep. And at the time, I thought that was just cool. Like, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up, was a neurosurgeon <laughs> slash race car driver slash physicist slash guitar player. But anyway. Yeah. And you've uh, also got your Clancy Brown. you got your Clancy Brown as one of the ensemble um, who was who made everything cooler in the 80s. And yeah. you got your, oh, why am I, you got your Jeff Goldblum in there, um, who's a, uh, a surgeon who joins the group. Um, so yeah, it's and uh, John Lithgow is your v- main villain in it. So hey, I mean, can you get more eighties than John Lithgow as a villain? Not at all. I mean, and it I worked for Footloose. So there the you only go. the only real formed memory I still have of it is I remember him driving like a souped up pickup truck through a mountain. Yes, and I don't think I. That's remember how the, the whole movie it. starts. That's how the whole movie starts. He's doing an experiment and he's breaking through a dimension. 
And then I think if I read the article right, the movie ended promising a sequel that never happened. Yes, they were they were going to be uh, Buckaroo Bonsai against the World Crime League. So it's kind of like Mac and Me that way. Didn't Mac and Me promise us a sequel we never oh, got? Oh, good Lord. I have no idea. I haven't seen that piece of garbage. Because <laughs> I'd like to see Kevin Smith do a Mac and Me The sequel. only exposure I have to Mac and Me is every time Paul Rudd does Conan <laughs> O'Brien. That's yeah. the only exposure I have to Mac and Me. Buckaroo, President's on line one calling about is everything okay with the alien space club and planet 10 or should he just go ahead and destroy Russia? Tell him yes on one and no on two. And with that, it's time to go back to present day. We hope that we haven't permanently destroyed your childhood. If you'd like to suggest something for us to look back on, you can email us at IRememberedItBetter at gmail.com. You can follow the show at IRRBetter. Follow me at Ryan. Follow me at Revan Geek. Huh? Ryan at RAllGood98. And uh, Bruce, where can we find you? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at HB Podcast, and uh, people want to check out a new podcast that I've been part of launching uh, this week. They can check out Preacher Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Oh, but, uh, look at you trying to get running. on the on the train of a yeah. new show. Okay. Hey, well, you know, we uh, released our pilot review episode, and uh, we've done really well. I think at one point we made it up to like 12 or 13 in uh, film and TV, so people are being really supportive in the early going, and I just want to spread the word about it a little bit. Sounds Preacher good. Podcast. Happy to do that. Check out Preacher Podcast. If you missed any of that, you can find all the info on this program by going to www.iribetter.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash iribetter. Our voiceovers are provided by Amy Breedlove. You can follow her on Twitter at voicework and through her website, www.amiebreedlove.com. We're part of the Signals Media All-Star Network podcast family at signalsmedia.com. Please raise us on iTunes and more importantly, tell your friends all about us. A special thank you again to Bruce for coming and hanging out with us. We'll be sure to check out the Preacher podcast and anything else that you have to plug or push or pimp. Uh, Hero Movie Podcast, Heroes and Villains, Chubby Wizard. I've got a whole plethora of them out there right now. That'll do it for episode 132. Join us soon for episode 133. We'll see you in the future. In the past. I am All right, I am up sick to death. Let me stop this. Hold allergies on. and sinuses stuff. Sorry. Just oh, black. it's bad for that this time of year. Oh, yeah. Especially in this valley. Oh, you genetic. Miami Valley is horrible. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. As I recall, you've come to visit us and you've been kind of knocked on your butt before. By the yeah, allergies, that's because, haven't you? That's because of your cat. Well, that's your, true. Your death that doesn't cat. Help. And it's, yeah. it's constantly. <laughs> insult to injury there. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it's constant to to find the one guy that's allergic to it in the room and be like, I just want to sit all over you. Death cat is becoming an outdoor cat. So uh, well, we she, are... was, she was kind of an outdoor cat the last uh, time or two that we visited. I'm building her a house. She's living outside from now on. <laughs> a cat house. She was. She, yeah, I'm building a cat house. That's right. I'm <laughs> you making a cat in house. A shed. Uh, yep. Um, because she had been living in the garage, you know, as her place of dwelling. And she decided, why why pee on this litter box when I can pee on all of Cliff's belongings instead? So, you're out. You're That's done. a surefire eviction. Yep. You're going to live in the backyard. I'm going to make you a cat house. If you go wandering into traffic, that's on you. So. <laughs> God, it's the exact same speech you gave me when I first visited you when yes. I moved to Ohio. <laughs> Like the first you time. You gotta stop pissing stop on pissing stuff. Stop pissing on my stuff. I'm gonna put you in the shed out back. You wander into traffic, that's your problem. That's on you. That's on you. Nah, dude, all all these memories came flooding back to me. Man, speaking of viral, everyone saw Chewbacca Mom, right? You know, yeah, yeah. I have actually not watched the video all the way through. 
Okay. But have you seen... Um, I've seen the clips of it, yeah. Have you seen the... So, you, I mean, you know what's going on. Did you see on the James... Uh, James Gordon yeah, show? Yeah. yeah. Where uh, Peter Mayhew arranged for, like, four tickets to, to Dallas Con and, like, a, a VIP meet and greet for her and her oh, family. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, so he can catch up with her and stuff and, and talk. I mean, it's just... It, yeah, if you if you didn't see that, like, find that clip uh, on James... James Gordon, because that's that's just that's a real. I mean, like I said, I I love the joy in her. Yeah. Um, for the for that whole, class. I just I love like I want like one of the guys so, at work was talking about how he watched it and wanted to hate it because all he saw was this thing on Facebook. So he finally watched it and wanted to hate it and he couldn't because just her her joy in in that that mask you know brought and how it just cracked her up was fantastic. And then so I've, uh, I've got to do, do Hulk, Hulk Dad so that uh, my family, family can meet Lou Ferrigno. That's a little um, easier to accomplish, actually. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, I, I think he's got a little less on his plate right now than Peter Mayhew. But. I'll tell you a funny thing about those masks. So Robert Breedlove, husband of Amy, our voiceover uh, actor, uh, voiceover uh, person, who he has, you know, the toy hut. He had three cases of those masks he hadn't been able to move. That <laughs> video came out. Jackpot. All of them sold, gone, like in nice. no time. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> and real quick, while we're at it, another thing that, no, I'm sorry. Superman having sex with Lois Lane would kill her. Let's be honest. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, we had this discussion in, uh, what was it, Clerks or yes. Chasing Amy? Yeah. Basically, didn't the, uh, uh, Shipper, he, didn't didn't the Sugar Hill gang even rap about that a little bit? I can't remember if they did, but I'm but sorry. It's about Superman and Lois Lane in it. In yeah, rappers delight. I don't care how much he holds back in his efforts to, you know, to make sweet love to Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, I mean, short, th- short th- of a kryptonite condom. Yeah. There's a thing well, that happens with the male anatomy that is completely <laughs> involuntary that cannot be controlled, and the amount of force in which it would likely happen would kill Lois Lane. Quite I simply believe, to I believe Kevin Smith's wording was, blows a load like a shotgun. Exactly, yes, there you go. <laughs> There you go. And Ed Norton made it clear that the Hulk can't get busy, so why should Superman? There you go. Well, no wonder he's so angry. <laughs> That's why he has such vicious forearms. <laughs> it's much better to much better than Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, this. Uh, I'll get, I'll well, get obviously, obviously, I'll get behind that. Turtle paratroopers, you can't beat that. I mean, let's be honest. Ernest goes to camp is the Hamlet of the of Ernest movies. movies. Yeah, everything I else prefer- is the pixels of the Ernest movies. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to signalsmedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really.